0: This is Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Maneman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Maneman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Maneman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the Tri-State area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Maneman on Twitter. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Maneman. And today we're going to be joined by Calvin Harris, former Western Dubuque prep, current Old Miss Rebel, and current National Championship. Now, Cal is making his second appearance on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. If you did not hear that first one, you want to know a little bit more about his journey to Old Miss, go check out our catalog, just search Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, and you'll find that. Cal, welcome back to the podcast.
1: Hi, how's it going? Thank you for having me again.
0: It's, it's going great. We uh, put out a uh, couple questionnaires on social media. People just want to um, ask you some questions before we get into my part of the interview. First question comes from Niall Mayo, 44, on Instagram. and He just wants to know, who is your favorite major league player that you idolize, and who is your favorite major league team?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll start with the team question. Obviously, I'm a huge Chicago Cubs fan, um, so that kind of plays into who who one of my favorite players is. Um, used to be a huge Chris Bryant fan, always will be, uh, but I really like Wilson Contreras behind the plate uh, for the Cubs as long as they'll have him.
0: I'll be curious to see what happens when we release this if Wilson Contreras is still on the Cubs. Now, I have to ask you this question. Big Cubs fan, you're from the area Do you have any time in your schedule to make the trip to Dyersville, Iowa to see the Field of Dreams game?
1: Uh, I'm really hoping to, uh, but I'm up playing summer ball right now, so I'm not sure if I'll be back in time to make it. But if I am, I'd love to go.
0: Awesome. Next question comes from Noah Lawler. He wants to know, how cool is Tim Elko? And if you have any Tim Elko stories, go ahead and share your favorite
1: uh yeah, Tim. Tim's the best guy. Um, he he's awesome. I mean, really cool is a good way to put it. Like nicest guy in the world. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if I can think of any Tim Elko stories that would be uh, comical off the top of my head at the moment. Unfortunately,
0: whenever I ask that question to people always say they have great stories that they want to tell, but they can't keep it PG appropriate. So we'll, we'll maybe uh, we'll maybe go with that one as well. Next audience question comes from Mark Huckels. And he wants to know what keeps you grounded. Um, He shared with me that he's never seen you get upset. You always have a pretty even keel. So what keeps you grounded as a person and as a player?
1: Yeah, I definitely think my family and, you know, just kind of being from like Dubuque County, I feel like uh, it's unmatched, unparalleled support all over the place. You know, I'm up in Massachusetts right now and my aunt and her friend Amy Klusner, they came up and visited and a lot of people do that throughout, you know, like in Omaha, you know, had a lot of people come out, uh, which is really cool. And I think that's kind of like the driving force that, you know, keeps, keeps me where my feet are, keeps me grounded.
0: Next question comes from one of my all-time favorite players that I ever coached. I think he just wants to get his name mentioned on this episode because he knows a lot of people are going to listen to it. But former teammate Casey Parano wants to know, what was it having very little success against your high school teammates during your preseason scrimmages? Do you think that helped your career going forward?
1: yeah uh Casey posted that question uh it's true. I think to be honest with you um i'm I hit like probably under one hundred like every year I didn't think I was gonna make the team uh like i did not i did not play well in the spring spring scrimmages, and yeah i mean it, I don't know that's just kind of how it was and uh yeah, I guess it helped you know
0: you you probably left the scrimmages thinking, thank goodness I don't have to face this guy in the regular season right.
1: Yeah, no, seriously. Uh we had a lot of really good pitchers when I was at Western DB. We were fortunate that way.
0: And with those open tryouts that coach Bryant does, those scrimmages got intense cuz you had guys vying for varsity spots as 8th graders, as freshmen, you had seniors, you know, tooth and nail to keep their spot from the year before or after being in the program for 5 years, um earning a spot and there was such good competition at all of those scrimmages. Now, Thias McDermott, last audience question, wants to know, and I think this is a great question that will lead into my interview of things that I wanted to know, Mm -hmm. how do you prepare knowing that you might not be in the lineup or going in not being in the lineup compared to when you're going to be in the lineup?
1: Sure. Uh, And I would say, you know, there's different routines. I feel like the biggest thing is just trying to stay consistent. Uh, and how you prepare for the game, both uh, physically but mentally as well. You know, if I'm if I'm catching that game, I got like a routine that I want to do when I catch. Uh, if I'm playing right field, like I did a lot during the season, I got a routine I want to do when I'm playing right field. Um, and if I'm not in the lineup, you know, I got a routine for that as well. But I think the biggest thing was just, you know, staying physically and mentally prepared, uh, never really knowing, you know, when your number is going to be called.
0: Now, Cal, I sent you the questions beforehand. This was one that I snuck in because Western Dubuque has since won a championship. So we're going to get Cal's uh, true reaction on this one. Your sister, Maddie, won a state championship in volleyball and softball. Your brother, Brett, just recently won a state championship in baseball. Your dad is a Dubuque County semi-pro Hall of Famer. And we know that you have won a state championship in football and recently a college World Series in baseball. Your mom's name is Julie, correct? Yes. Julie, yes. no no offense to you. I searched, I looked, I did not find any athletic accomplishments for you. So I'm sorry for leaving you out of this question. Who is the best athlete in the Harris family? I just named off your sister's resume, your resume, your brother's resume, your dad's resume. Who is the best athlete in the Harris household?
1: Uh, I would, I would say equal. I I would say equal across the board. Um, uh, it's been, it's been a pretty cool run, you know, like you said, last, I mean, Maddie won, I think last two years, you know, with state championships and, you know, the college world series at Ole Miss, it's been pretty cool. And, uh, I think they're all unique and special, you know, in their own way, championships and, and athletes alike. So I, I would say even across the board.
0: Now, you as an alumni and a very accomplished alumni, do you get excited? Do you have nervousness going into that Western Dubuque State Championship game? And, and are you proud of those guys? Or is it something where you're just kind of far out? You're playing in the Cape Cod League. You're playing high-level Division One baseball where it just really wasn't across your radar.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I followed it as, as much as I possibly could and, and was nervous like the rest of the you know, the rest of the people when they play in the state tournament and whatnot. And, you know, I follow along pretty closely, not only baseball, you know, my brother plays now, but uh, football in the fall and basketball in the winter. Uh, I feel like that's something that's pretty important to me to follow along because uh, I wouldn't be here, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, Western Duke and and Dubuque County and all those people.
0: Great to hear Now... I am looking at this, Cal, as an outsider, so I don't have any inside information. I didn't reach out to anybody to get any of your feelings or emotions, but this season for you, as me looking at it as an outsider, seemed a little bit like a roller coaster type of a season. The season started out, and you were second in the nation in batting average. Ole Miss was ranked, and then it led to you battling some injuries old miss started to struggle and rumors were swirling about your coach going to be fired at season's end. How did you keep focus? How did you get through that rough stretch and how do you avoid those outside distractions?
1: Yeah, uh like you said, I mean, roller coaster is probably the best way to describe it. Um you know, for me personally, but like also as a team and um Like you said, going throughout the season and Coach Bianco really preached to us just staying consistent. You know, even when we, uh, there was time, I mean, we lost to Simo, Joel Vasky. We played Joel Vasky, who plays at Southeast Missouri State and they beat us 13 to three. They almost run ruled us at our place, you know, and the next day at practice, Coach B just just preached about being consistent uh, in our preparation and the way we played. And I think that kind of carried us on. And then we got a little bit of a hot streak there, you know. We swept Missouri at home, um, but I guess it probably started the weekend before. You know, we played Arkansas real tough. We went, we won one, lost two down Fayetteville, but we were starting to play better and and believe a little bit, and then swept Missouri at home, and then we swept LSU at LSU. And I feel like that just kind of, you know, projected us uh, to keep moving forward. And and once we got to the postseason, it was it was a new season. It was the third season of the year. As Coach Bianca would say, and uh it was oh, you know, zero zero, everybody was the same.
0: And that's great advice, whether you're a college athlete, a high school athlete, or even playing in the independent league or the pony league or the prairie league around here, you're always gonna have distractions. And Cal gave some great advice, no matter what level you're playing at on on how to deal with that. We talked last time you were on, Cal, about your journey to Ole Miss, but it's been two years for you there. How has the Old Miss baseball program and school met your expectations going on and moving forward? And we know that your home field on Old Miss campus uh, has some pretty cool traditions that I, that I've enjoyed following since you've been there. Mm-hmm. But what's it like playing um, on your home field?
1: Yeah, uh, cra- crazy atmosphere. Obviously, you know we get like an SEC weekend. Uh, there's twelve, thirteen thousand 13,000 people in the stands, um, and like you said, they got the traditions, you know, love is gone, I think, after, I can never remember exactly, I think it's the fifth inning, um, beer showers in right field after home runs, I feel like it just kind of all like, uh, accumulates into like one big festivity, you know, spectacle, and, it, and it's really fun to play in.
0: And how has the school met your expectations, academic-wise, and the baseball program met your expectations?
1: Yeah, uh I definitely think school wise has met my expectations. Um obviously I'm I'm in entrepreneurship right now, so it's not, not the easiest of degree choices, but uh I think it's challenging and I think it's good and, um I've had some really good teachers, you know, professors along the way uh that have that have helped me uh, greatly and I think from the baseball standpoint, um, you know, my expectation was to play against the best competition in the country. Uh, and that's why I wanted to go there playing the SEC. And I think that has certainly been met uh, just with like some of the names that, you know, we faced the last two years. Uh, Jack lighter Kumar Rocker come to mind. Um, you know, even position players, Judd Fabian, uh, was a team favorite for us. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think, you know, from both, both academics and athletics wise, um, my expectations have been met. I
0: love the tradition of the beer shower, but I know that with my luck, I would be coming back with probably a full like twelve dollar beer, and then the home run would be hit, and then I would have to throw just twelve dollars up into the wind. I'm curious, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some videos to see if there's people that have like a dummy beer where they just throw that up in the air instead of um, um, throwing their actual beer up there. Now I, I feel that Coach Casey Bryan and Western Dubuque prepared you for your current role that you're in? While you were at Western Dubuque, you played many different positions during your time there. You played third, you pitched, you played first, you DH. You were also a catcher. I may be missing some as well. How did that prepare you for your role heading into Ole Miss, and how does that help you as a draft prospect moving forward?
1: yeah uh definitely i'll go i'll probably go back to my eighth grade year to kind of address that question like you said you know jake was catching and jake was a really good catcher my eighth grade year so you know if i wanted to play i had to find another position uh very similar um to what we had at Ole miss this year just trying to move around and and find a way into the lineup and i feel like coach bryant uh and i can't thank him enough for that you know just giving me opportunity to play out there and it let me feel it out a little bit. And I know, you know, further beyond that question, I struggled, you know, pretty, pretty well my eighth grade year. Um, I don't you know, remember exactly, but I think I was hit like under 150, you know, halfway through the year. And I remember Casey, I think it was at Mount Vernon. Casey uh, sat me a game and, you know, at the time I was kind of, you know, upset or whatever. Uh, but, you know, he kind of just came over and was like, hey, like, just just take a break just relax, you know, you'll be back in the lineup, you know, the next game. Uh, and I feel like just kind of having that and learning that uh, lesson of just, hey, like sometimes you just need to take a step back and, and relax. I feel like that that was really big for me and I think that helped prepare me, you know, for my first two years at Ole Miss where it was kind of sporadic playing time uh, and having to play other positions, you know, first base, DH, right field this year, caught a couple games. Um, I think they. I think that really helped me uh prepare for prepare for that and moving forward like you said you know in the drafts being able to play multiple position positions uh is always a good thing can never hurt
0: you also look at that too as a team that selects you or drafts you they might take you as as a player and not have to put in that much coaching or that much more coaching to teach you how to play third base or teach you how to play right field. Cause sometimes you'll see teams. I know my Oakland A's do this quite often. They'll draft a a catcher. And then the next thing you know, they're pitching or the next thing you know, they're they're a first baseman or they're a DH where you already have that experience and could fast track you onto the next levels there. Walk us through, a day in the life of Cal Harris, what's your schedule like on game day and what's your schedule like on a day where you just have practice?
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess we'll start with the practice day uh, during the school year. Uh usually have one class in the morning, you know, wake up, make breakfast. We have a class in the morning, uh, usually from, I don't usually try to schedule them too early, usually from nine to nine fifty. Uh, And then I go back and just kind of, you know, relax for an hour, hour and a half or so uh, at my apartment. And then get up to the field about about noon, um, get lunch on the way uh, up there, do early work. Me and another catcher on the team, Knox LaPoster, we'll we'll catch, do our early work, uh, hit, do arm care, throw. Um, sometimes lift depending on what, what coach has in the schedule. And then we'll practice from two thirty to, uh, usually four thirty five o'clock, depending on what part of the season we're in. Um, I guess if it's in the fall, we'll go until, you know, five thirty six or whenever coach B decides we're done. Um, but we'll do that. And then afterwards, uh, eat dinner, do homework, uh, Usually, pretty tired by about 10 o'clock, and to be honest with you, I'm usually in bed by 10 and wake up and do it again the next day. I,
0: I uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean. No, to go ahead.
1: Sorry.
0: I, I love following you and your career at the uh, at the College World Series. I, I do have a confession to make. I I would all of the games. And I did not watch most of them in live time, but I was able to catch up, um, skipping through commercials and, and skipping through um, the other team when, when they were batting. And then I would rewind when, when you were involved in a play to watch those. I wasn't in live time because I was umping. That's, that's why I did not watch them in live time. But what was it like? Playing in Omaha, have it being so close, and, and playing in that atmosphere of the College World Series. I've been there one time, purest form of baseball, truest form of baseball. But I only know that as a fan, um, as baseball. But what's it like as as a player?
1: Yeah, uh, one of a kind. Obviously, I knew Omaha uh, was close to home, and you know that was that's you know another really cool factor for me having family and friends and everybody come over. Uh but yeah, I mean it, you walk out there and it, there's twenty five thousand people there, you know, we played the night game every single game up until the championship series, and then obviously the championship series was packed. I think the first night we had maybe twenty six thousand people there, but you know you walk out and there's twenty five thousand people um' it's, it's quite you know it's quite the adrenaline rush, and uh I mean, you just get to go out there and play baseball, like you said, I mean it's the purest form of baseball, and uh I mean, it's just. Awesome. I mean, there's not really, I bet, you know, there's not really words that can describe uh, that feeling of going out there and playing.
0: It was great on our Dubuque area baseball podcast, Facebook page, just seeing the excitement around the community and people making the trip up and little league players waiting in lines for hours upon end, just so they can sit in right field and take a selfie with you in the background. It, It was great to see. And, um, so my wife and I had a child, our our second child, around that time. So I was not able to make the trip, but I, I did see that your parents and your friends had quite the tailgate and had quite the crew that traveled from Dubuque County to go watch you play. What did it mean to you having so many friends and family and people from all over watching you play?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it meant the world to me. And- you know, I was really fortunate. You know, I think both, both, uh, said to my grandparents, uh, I hadn't really ever been able to come down and see a game. And, you know, being, I think it was like a four and a half hour trip from Dubuque, maybe, uh, having them be there was, was really special for me. And, you know, my family, brother, sister, mom and dad. Uh, and then I had a lot of, um, you know, aunts and uncles, cousins came, you know, everybody was there. Uh, and then I had a lot of high school friends there, which was really cool for me. Um, you know, them making that sacrifice to drive out there for, you know, a couple of days and they all of course got tickets in right field and you know, I think Casey was Casey was right above the right field bullpen, uh, chirping at me most of the game. Um, and then I know Brainer, Brian Breen and, and the Dubuque County Nationals, Penzi and all them, uh had their whole team sitting in right field. So it was really cool. You know, I could look up there and see Forty, fifty Dubuque County people alone just sitting in right field, um, and that was really special to me.
0: Yeah, that was awesome to see, and you were you were the talk of of the community. I remember seeing Superintendent Dan Butler sitting there with his family, and uh, when when I played, our our big player that we all had a connection to was Ryan Sweeney, and he went on to uh, get drafted second round by the White Sox play for the Red Sox, the Oakland A's, the Chicago Cubs, so whenever he was on, we always had our friends communicating, talking about, oh, did you see what Sweeney did, or I hit a home run off him, or he drilled me, and just the buzz around Twitter and people that played against you um, making comments and talking about how great of a kid you were, and, and I had people... You know, reach out to me and say, hey, you've talked to Cal before. Is Cal really as humble and as kind as he appears on TV? And and I tell people what you see is what you get. He's he's such a kind, well-spoken uh young man. Now we do have a lot of youth, Cal, that that listen to this podcast. I would consider you an elite athlete. I know you would probably not consider yourself an elite athlete because you're humble, but if you could give the youth one piece of advice on what it would take or what it took you to get to where you're at as an an elite athlete, what would you tell them?
1: Yeah, I would say kind of the motto of trust the process. To be honest with you, and just get one percent better every single day. And I think that's a, that's the best thing that you can do. You know, you can't you can't sit here. I can't sit here today and say a week from now. I want to throw 100 miles an hour because, you know, it's just not going to happen. But I feel like if you work towards it one percent every single day, you know, six, seven, eight months down the road, maybe a year, um, it could happen. You know, I think that's that's the best way to approach it. Just work as hard as you can and and just trust the process and get one percent better every day. And it'll compound and you'll be where you want to be at the end of the day.
0: Take that advice. And if I can take the advice of state champion head coach Casey Bryant, he would say, get your butt to the weight room as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he would.
0: We recently had AJ Peterson on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. If you don't know AJ or a story and you're listening to this, go back and listen to a great, I would say heartwarming episode. Talk about your interaction with him and and what did AJ do and and your thoughts about what he did and when he approached you just what was going through your mind
1: Yeah uh obviously crazy you know we went back to back to back and and they were able to catch it and I saw it I'm pretty sure I saw it later that night on Instagram uh they had posted something like hey we caught the home run ball and you know I liked it and I I think I sent him a message. I said, Man, that's really cool, you know, thank you, and uh you know, flash forward the next night after we win so I think that was Saturday night, Sunday night we win, we come back to the hotel and it's crazy pandemonium basically there's thousands of people in the hotel lobby and and I recognized him i'm like man i think I think I know that guy, and uh he was there, and he had my ball, and I was like man that's that's really that's really cool you know he came up and he and he wanted to give it to me, and uh, I kind of, you know, I don't even know if words can describe how special that was, you know, just not only for, like, the moment, you know, but somebody being kind enough to to give me that ball back, and, uh, yeah, I mean, incredible, incredibly nice guy, really nice people, um, just awesome gesture.
0: And people who don't know the story, so A.J. caught Cal's, home run at the college world series the one that was part of the back-to-back-to-back that traveled 430 feet he tracked cal down and and returned that baseball to him so he can have that uh, as a keepsake and he shared with me and it just shows um you know how good of a guy you are he said when he handed you the ball your response was oh sure let me get a pen I'll autograph it for you and that you were almost not going to allow him to to give you that ball because uh he was the one that caught it and and fans that of the show who have not heard that episode my my friends who don't listen all the time they listened to that one and said Nick that's your best episode but I think it's because we all kind of have that same mentality as friends. When we go to games, we try to sit in spots where we can catch a home run ball or a foul ball or heckle the opposing pitcher uh, warming up. And and we talk about, um, you know, would you bun in this situation? Would you hit and run first and third? What would you do? And if you're a baseball purist and you love hearing AJ or any coach talk about baseball, AJ is a baseball coach. Go listen to that one. Cal is currently playing in the Cape Cod League, which has been described and there's been documentaries made about um, the players that come from that league. Cal, how's it going in, in the Cape Cod League? Many would say, and I would agree with them, that is it is the top collegiate league in the country. What can you tell us? How are things going?
1: Yeah, uh, they're going good. Um, I'm enjoying it up here. It's it's definitely a different experience, just kind of the, the area and the community. And to be honest with you, uh our games are very similar to what we play in semi pro back home. You know, like the fields and the atmosphere uh identical. Uh so it, it feels really it almost feels like home, you know, being able to play in those those environments again. And um it's really cool. And like you said, the talent up here is is incredible, you know, one through nine every lineup is is incredibly talented and, and every pitcher you know not only guys from you know bigger schools you know power five schools but guys from small. I think we faced a you know left handed pitcher the other night for Chatham um from a division two school and he was up to 94 from the left side and throwing an 85 mile an hour slider and <laughs> he was he was pretty good and it's just it's just one of those things where you know every guy comes up here and, and they're they're incredibly talented and you know, I've had a lot of fun just being up here and competing against all of them.
0: Is Amy Haddleman, would she be your aunt?
1: Yes. Yeah. She's my dad's sister.
0: She posted a picture on Facebook the other night uh, of her radaring for the Cincinnati yeah. Reds and uh, <laughs> quite an experience there. Very very cool picture. Uh, her and, and your mom do such a great job of of keeping us in the loop and they're always so kind to let me share all of their information as well. Cal, thanks again for being a guest on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And um, I I, I really appreciate it. And and I'm going to be sincere with you, I, I get that you get contacted by the TH, and you get contacted by media all across the country, all across the world. So it, it means a lot to me. You're, you're bigger than the Dubuque Area Baseball podcast, and, and you could blow me off, and, and you could not do this. And, and I would 100% respect that, but I really appreciate you sitting down with me a second time, and I really appreciate um, the connections that... That we've had, so thanks again for doing that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you again for reaching out, and uh, it's really cool, you know, just kind of come on here and something for just a debut county. Uh, that's always special to me, and and thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Now, last question before we get <laughs> into that podcast killing double play. Ole Miss labeled one of the college world series games. I quote. The Cal Harris game end quote. Was that your coming out party? If not, what can we expect to see from Cal Harris in the future?
1: Yeah, uh I guess they, they quoted it as that. Um I guess it was just one of those nights and fortunately everything lined up, you know, being the Cal George series, big game. Uh everything just kind of this is one of those nights where everything just feels right and, you know, the ball drops and I was fortunate, but yeah, I guess, you know, it was a really good game and I hope, you know, that kind of propels me moving forward to to be, you know, mainstay in the lineup and, and continue to be consistent, uh provide what I can uh from an offensive standpoint.
0: Cal, best of luck to you. Um the rest of the summer in the Cape Cod League. Best of luck at Ole Miss and more importantly, best of luck in the up two Uh, MLB drafts, hoping just one, but um, a second chance if uh, you don't get picked um, where you would like, and (laughs) six four three, we're out of here.
1: Post game show is brought to you by
0: Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by. Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and also subscribe on Spotify.